Hey, this is Cash Levy, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Oh, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, joined by a man who's practicing zero social distancing between his mouth and his boner. That's Jeff Clark. I'm using my mouth this week. And transmitting to us from a secret lab in Wuhan, the patient zero bearded monkey known as Shuddy Boy. Yo, man, that uh, that blunt you just fired up through the you know shitty video quality of Skype. It looks like you're just hitting an e-cigarette. Nope, it's a real blunt. It's a fatty. That I'm is very fatty. proud of this one. How many blunts have you rolled at this point? Because I know that that skinny one you rolled was your first, right? Yes, and I've rolled two more since then, so this is my fourth. Damn. I mean, Jeff, you are a blunt connoisseur. I know that's your... I used to be. Is that still your favorite method of ingesting marijuana? Yeah, for sure. It'll always be. So what do you think about Shuddy's blunt from what you've seen? I didn't get a good look at it. When he first showed you, I like there I you know, go. was looking the other way or blinked, and then I didn't. So can, can you show it again? How far through it are you? It's I just lit it. Okay, yeah, let me see it. Are you looking I'm at me? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I got it. That's yeah, fucking sick, dude. All right. Shuddy's now you. apparently the blunt master. And it's smoking fine, right? It's pulling fine? Yep, not canoeing. It's packed tight. It could, it's a little loose, but for my fourth blunt, I think it's more than... More than passable. So where did this come from? Shuddy Boy going to the blunt side. Uh, <laughs> yes. Having the financial ability to not have to make an eighth of an mar- ounce of marijuana last very long. Oh, all right. So this is just Shuddy Boy flexing. That's he's exactly stunt- what this is. Shuddy Boy, we're, do- we're on an episode of Cribs right now with Shuddy Boy, and he's straight up stunting. <laughs> That's the blackest shit I've ever heard from you, Shuddy. <laughs> You, they send you back to work, and you start just rolling blunts. Yeah. Damn it! I like you more than Kevin. I, I got my Trump bucks. Hey, you know, uh, my problem with like this is burning. It's just wasting marijuana and smoking it by myself and not passing it. It was never. I never had the ability that I could, you know, buy a quarter at a time and roll a couple of blunts and still be good. Like it usually an eighth of an ounce of weed was all I would smoke in a week. But now that I have cartridges that I smoke most of the time, you know, the flower is, is, is just for, for fun, for funsies. Is that the missus? I see a long haired person back there. Can't oh, make it no, out. That's Michaela. Sharon's also back there too. Oh, I see Michaela. Now. You can't hide. Yep. <laughs> he said he sees you. You can't hide. I didn't even realize they were back there, or I might not have lit the blunt. 
it was hard to catch her because I was so focused on Shuddy's seductive sitting position, but yeah. I got you back there, Michaela. If I had known that they were there, I wouldn't be smoking this blunt looking so seductive. <laughs> uh, this isn't a blunt. It's a celebration cigar. No, uh, one of my friends had a baby. Not, it's, <laughs> no, it was. it's out of courtesy. Oh. Not, uh, I'm not, not, it's not that I'm not allowed to. I just try not to do it when Michaela's in the room because she doesn't like the smell of marijuana. Man, oh, between your fucking hat brim and your shirt, there are so many colors. Oh, honey, can you do me a favor? Can Christ. you hand me oh, God. the box of newness? Oh, no. What, what is happening here? The shoe box. So Shuddy has a tie-dyed Top Gun shirt, which you'll hear more about in the Easter egg. Are you wearing Did like you get a Pokemon the new Jordan hit? Ben and Jerry mixed collabo uh, shoes? What oh, kind nice. of shoes are those? They're Jordans. Oh, Jordan low tops. Laser blue and black. They're the newest. This is actually what I did when I went back to work. As soon as I got told I was going back to work, I bought a new pair of Jordans. Man, is now that the blackest thing Shuddy's ever done? I mean, he's on a roll. He gets Jordans and rolls blunts. I can't. This is amazing. Yeah, he's one power move away from getting away with saying the N-word. On a scale, this is important, on a scale of 0 to 10, how much, how excited will you be if the National Basketball Association comes back this year? I still don't care. All right, well. Oh, I can't. You're on fire there, but, you know, whatever. No N-words for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we're going to take away your black pass just like that. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I did. I bought Jordans. Oh, all right, one more. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know how many pairs I own now? How many times have you eaten Chinese food in the past seven business days? I literally, that's what we had for dinner tonight. You got your black pass back. back. (laughs) I am so proud of you, Shuddy. Thank you. Uh, With the remainder of my stimulus check, I bought uh, the Blu-ray set of House Party. I have a carton of Newport. <laughs> All right, now so, now we're now we're bleeding in a yeah 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 now racial territory. I don't want to get that far. Into yeah, it. now we're Good losing job, our cards. Yeah. So, Shuddy, we missed you last week because you were in Texas. That is correct. So, I mean, that's that's a a whole adventure wrapped in itself. I mean, flying. During these times when it seems like a lot of people aren't flying, I got a lot of questions for you there. Uh, I, I, I mean, have lots of answers for you. So I know I know you weren't in Texas for a happy reason. Correct, but it seems that since we left, my grandfather has gotten better. He's still weak, but he's actually able to move around with a walker by himself. So maybe you was, reinvigorated him. Yep. Maybe. Um, where do we start? I do. There was a funny conversation with him uh, just before we left to the airport to leave. Oh, uh, yeah. He asked me why I had a beard. And I was like, I don't. I just. I like it. I've always had one. I just like it. And he go. He looks at me very calmly, dead in the eye. And Are you said, a terrorist? No. He goes. Oh, I guess you had to do something with your male hormones. 
I used mine to make six kids. You decided to grow a beard. Oh, damn. <laughs> he attacked oh your manhood God. over having a beard? Yes. Wow, yeah, I'd say he's feeling better. <laughs> I was just like, what the? I don't even know what to... I, I just nodded and shook my head. Like, this is the Shots last... fired. This is yeah. the last conversation I'm going to have with my grandpa, and this is what he says to me. So does he yeah. think that that's like a, a biological trade-off? Like, growing a beard drains the cum out of your balls? Uh, I think he's very old-fashioned, and beards aren't a thing that normal men have. What's that beard for? Is that to tickle your boyfriend's balls? Kind of what I was thinking, yes. <laughs> You're not fooling what him with that beard. Was the implication. <laughs> so does he think like Abraham Lincoln is a wiener? I, I don't know. I really, I, I. Yeah, let's not get the answer to that question. What? It's a be- it's a it's a beard thing. He doesn't like beard. It's like okay, all right, all right, all right. Just spit caveman coffee on my fucking laptop. <laughs> so, uh, the flying stuff. Were you yes. nervous to fly? Because I mean, the planes are bit. like recycl- recirculated air, right? I was more nervous about bringing it home with me and getting my family sick than I was of me personally getting sick. What was so, the what was like the attendance like? Were the were the flights uh, full? On the, the way there there were more people than I expected on the flight. On the way home there were probably about twenty people total, including the flight crew. Holy shit. So I got a whole row to myself on the way home. Did you try to get bumped up to first class? No, because I bought the tickets that weren't eligible for any upgrades. Oh, man. I fell for that shit, too. They got me. I remember. Yeah. Damn. So did you um, raise all the armrests and sit just like that since you had your own row? Yeah. Did you do your seductive pose? I sat in the aisle on the left-hand side, so I was more like this. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, come oh, and yeah. get it, ladies. Sausage and boiled side. eggs. Much different. Much different. Uh, on the flight there, I watched Ford versus Ferrari. First time seeing it. First time seeing it. It's a solid flick, right? Loved it. Nice. It, I absolutely loved it. It was perfect to watch on the plane on the way there, and then on the way home, I watched The Gentleman. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> Seems like your your tune changed there a little bit. Well, for the first 40 minutes, I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then it got really good, and I loved it. That's how I was. Every, like, that first 40 minutes when, you know, it starts, and I'm like, I'm really about to watch a movie that starts at the end and builds back up to it. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say the very first scene of the movie is Matthew McConaughey getting his brains blown out. I just want to thank Google for listening to, to uh, our my conversation and making it easier for me to search things. Thanks. <laughs> the, the gentleman, right? Cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know what we're talking about now. Thanks, Google. Uh, I loved it. I, yeah. I, I, it was so good. The woman who 
played his wife is a smoke show. I like how Shuddy had to look around. uh, I liked the guy from Succession as the bad guy. He was Matthew. Matthew. The other American. Oh, yeah, Jeremy Strong, yeah. He was also in The Big Short. Okay. He was the guy that was obviously gay but married to a woman. I got to look that Uh, up. I mean, I can send you his Wikipedia page. Or, yeah. I'll send it to you right now, Kevin. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Charlie Hunnam was great in it. Hugh Grant was phenomenal. Like, Hugh Grant just oozed scum, like a sleazeball. Like, he just, he, I, I really, I liked the way, at, at first, I didn't like the way that the story was told. But like I said, at about the 40-minute mark, it just, it, all fell into place and I was riveted. Yeah. That's around where things turned for me. Cause like the first, the first 40 minutes I was like, Oh, I don't give a fuck about this. This is so like, it feels like guy Ritchie is trying to force the guy Ritchie out. And I'm like, ah, yeah. Has he lost his mojo making like all these other goofy movies? Has he lost like his, his OG style? And then right around that point, it just gets like, Oh, this is heating up. And then out of nowhere, you're like, Oh, this fucking rules. This is, this is incredible. But I had to grade it on a curve because the first 40 minutes I was just like twiddling my thumbs like, oh, I feel like I'm running out the clock here. But it's it's definitely worth it. Once you power through the, those first 40 minutes, what a fucking movie. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Colin Colin Farrell. Awesome. He man. was excellent in it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have I a final the, grade on both of these? The toddlers also. Do you have, do you have a, a dick scale rating on Ford v. Ferrari and The Gentleman? Uh, four and a half on Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, damn. And four two five on The Gentleman. Oh. All right. Solid this endorsements. Is random, but I think oh. Colin Farrell is like one of my favorite actors. I really like Colin Farrell. And whenever I see him, I get pumped. He yeah, is he solid. was very he was awesome good. in Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. Awesome. And I love in Bruges. Have you seen in Bruges? Yes. Love in Bruges. He was maybe the best. Well, a minority report. He killed it. I just like Colin Farrell. I, or yeah, Colin Farrell. And I thought he was the best part of, uh, true detective season two. I don't know. I just, whatever. He said Colin Farrell was awesome. I had to piggyback on that. I agree. There was a point where I wrote him off as a kook and I was like, all right. He, he still, actually does. He still probably is. He can just act. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was excellent in this. I like um, when he showed up to apologize and offer his services. I mean, that whole first scene where you see him, where he those kids are mouthing off to him in the deli. Oh yeah, and he and he just straight up smacks the shit, the like the taste out of their mouth while they're coming at him with knives. It was. Yeah, that's that was, was his excellent. that was his first scene, right? Yep. That's a solid first scene. Uh so any anything else of note come from your, your Texas trip? Um No. Did you buy a cowboy hat and boots? I did not. Are you gonna start saying y'all? No. 
Yeah, he did it very little, you know, sightseeing, socializing, right, because of the situation. The the most sightseeing I did was like I said, Monday during the day, my dad drove me around and showed me all the old houses my grandparents used to own. Then Tuesday, my little cousin left us her car so we could go get food. And I went to Walmart and Whataburger. How, was that? How many times have you had Whataburger? This was my second time. Okay. I think it's better than In-N-Out. I don't. I like In and Out, but I'm not going to go to war for In and Out. Yeah, like In and Out's good, but I, I just I really enjoyed Whataburger. And then I uh, Wednesday morning I got up, went and got coffee at Starbucks, and went to this little hole in the wall Mexican joint for breakfast tacos that were delicious. Oh dang! Yeah, but I, uh... that's that. That's all I did. Usually we do all kinds of stuff. I've been to fucking Dealey Plaza and the Texas Book Depository where Kennedy has been killed, had been killed numerous times <laughs> on family vacations there. That but sounds like a fun do family trip. Real fun. <laughs> what? So that sounds like a fun family trip. It, I enjoy history and shit like that, so I I never complain. Oh, and if you look at these spots right here on the road, that's where actual brain fragments fell. Would you like some of this? No. Uh-oh. The blunt round two. So when quarantine started, I just... I, I Most days will make my own coffee and, you know, sprinkle in Starbucks here and there. And if I need to pick me up halfway through the day, I'll, I'll, I'll pop in. But it had been maybe two months since I had had Starbucks. And I know the one that's kind of across the street from me has started doing... They set up like a table by one of the entrances and like you can't go into the store, but you can put orders in. You can do online orders and then they'll just hand them over to you. That's how this Starbucks was. I could do the online and then just walk up to the to the window. Man, I'll tell you what. Starbucks is Starbucks is Starbucks. It's it's a it's a bitch ass place. But man. That that first fucking iced vanilla latte back, boy, was that delicious. That first sit I, hit me. I was like, ooh. Oh, boy. I got nipple boners. I very much like love Starbucks. Uh, the first place I ever actually had Starbucks was in Texas. What's Many, your go-to? You strike me as a caramel macchiato guy. I, I mean, I am a caramel macchiato guy. Uh... But during the fall, they have a salted caramel mocha frappuccino that oh I am straight up addicted to. Jesus. Uh, it's like it's, a sugar tornado. I haven't, I haven't been in a while. I mean, prior to the quarantine, I stopped going because I was spending almost $40 a week at Starbucks. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't get your black pass removed. Just that stat alone. So I switched over to Dunkin' because that's only like $14 a week yeah, on coffee. Dunkin' Donuts is like $2 a gallon for their coffee. Yeah. Uh, but the baristas at the Starbucks by one of the stores know me by name. And, I, you know, 
I frequented there a lot, but now the salted mocha caramel, salted caramel mocha is not an option. I tell you what, I fired up the app to do my, my online order and I saw a drink that I never remembered seeing before and it, it's a total pussy drink, but I'm getting one tomorrow. An iced golden ginger drink. Gin, like the seasoning ginger? That's yeah. That's what it's got in it? Oh, my God. You don't like ginger, huh? <clears throat> I just couldn't imagine doing that for like a, a whole drink. Like gin, not, not gingerbread, ginger. Yeah. The seasoning. It's I don't know. Mm. golden ginger well, I mean, blend with... Um, Turmeric, I can, I can, that's, that's a word that Jeff Clark's me. Turmeric? Turmeric. Essence, shaken with flavors of pineapple and ginger, oh, coconut, milk, and ice. I don't appreciate you coming up with a term for mispronouncing words as uh, a Jeff Clark. <laughs> well, hey, that's, that's the best way I could convey it to the Puminati. They all knew exactly what I was saying. <laughs> All right. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Whatever. They sure did. Whatever. Bunch of pussies. Um, I'm on this well, Whataburger website, and I'm just got kind of a hard on. Uh, I got the sweet and spicy bacon burger. Nice. Is that new? From Whataburger in Texas. Is that it's, new? Because that's not really on. There is that different than the barbecue bacon burger? Yeah, let me... I just got the death stare from Sharon that I went to Whataburger while I was in Texas. Yeah, you felt to mention it. That I didn't know that get, going to a fast food restaurant. That's it. You vomit up that burger right now, Shuddy. Yep. Honeymoon period's over. She is now. I'm going to have to sleep on the sofa tonight. Yep. You're with the dogs. Uh, so I saw a movie since we last convened. I watched the new, what's going call it? The new David Spade movie on Netflix. The Wrong Missy. Have you guys seen the trailers for that or anything? Nope. I saw the thumbnail on Netflix. Uh, I was, <clears throat> I was going to watch it and tag team this review with you, but then I went another direction, so... It the so the the trailer was out and I had watched it and it's like David Spade goes on a blind date, played by Lauren Lapkus, who and she turns out to just be a raging fucking psychopath, and he ducks her and manages to avoid her, and then has a chance encounter with this girl in an airport and they hit it off really well and they both have everything in common and they really like each other, and he invites her to go on a work retreat with him on like a company trip and when he gets on the plane the chick who sits down with him he accidentally texted the psycho chick from his blind date and then he has to go on a work vacation with another utter fucking lunatic and I gotta say I was pleasantly surprised it was actually really good I don't know if that's just because I went in with low expectations I kind of feel like I'm like a, a Medea guy. Like, how the fuck do they keep making these Medea movies? <laughs> it's like it's like white people Medea movies. 
but I was like, are you talking like the Adam Sandler crew? Some of it, yeah. And this this was like, I, I was looking at this as a, a labor of love. I love these guys. There's always, you're never gonna watch an entire movie and not laugh once. You'll at least get a, a laugh or two out of it. So I went in just like, yeah, it's a labor of love. I'm gonna show show the dudes some support, and you know they'll get an extra uptick in their Netflix viewings or whatever. Help maybe help them climb the ranks a little bit, and. Man, it was funny as shit. The, just the opening scene alone, when David Spade goes on that blind date with Lauren Lapkus, she is a fucking maniac. And she acts her balls off. She's actually... I've always liked her, but she never gets... I haven't seen her in too many roles like this. You know? Like, I watched Crashing. She was really good in Crashing. She was a very, very timid quiet mousy character in what i watched of orange is the new black but i don't know shout out to her she fucking killed it in this movie swartzen was really good spade was really good script was funny had a lot of good gags solid flick 90 minutes tight runtime fucking tight what i'm looking at david spade's filmography or uh are we? Are we? Uh, Tommy Sheep is the or Tommy Sheep? Excuse me, Tommy Boy is the best. <laughs> I blended Black Sheep and Tommy Boy. Does, is Tommy Boy his best movie? Or some might say Joe Dirt. Yeah, I was thinking. Did... No, Tommy Boy is definitely. I would say definitely. I like Tommy Boy and Black Sheep more than I like Joe Dirt. Ooh, man. I don't. I guess I don't disagree, but I feel like. Just saying that the way you guys did as quickly as you did makes makes like Joe Dirt a little, a little underrated. Joe Dirt's close. To I like Joe Dirt. Dirt. I love Joe. Yeah, Dirt. so do I. But how much of uh, how much of Tommy Boy is is this movie? What is this? The Wrong Missy? That's what's called, right? The Wrong Missy. Uh, I mean, it's it's got its hits and it's got its misses. It's definitely not Tommy Boy, that's for sure. But I mean, for a ninety-minute Netflix movie, it's it's worth a watch for sure. I had multiple parts where I laughed out loud at it. Uh, you know, the, the, you get your your usual cameos. It's weird that Adam Sandler gets like his whole family. Like, I think his nephew is now popping up in all of his movies, and his wife is in all of them and his daughters are in it but no sandler i feel like what, um, I, I, I don't know why he wouldn't want to get get in on this because it's like a, it's all of his friends all of the sandler movies have these people in it it's weird he would want that he wouldn't want to just you know at least have a quick pop in cameo and get in on it huh Oh wait! So he's pulling like a Judd Apatow move, or a uh, or a Will Smith. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's been he's been doing that forever, and I don't. I'm not bringing it up as like a fall. I don't fault him for it. I think he's no, got. That's the, fine. I think he's got the fucking coolest setup in the world. He he and his friends, his like lifelong friends, gets to make these movies and goof off and. A lot of times they set them in tropical locations. Like they always find a reason to go to Hawaii and shit. So he just, 
it, the writing process has to be so much fun, and then going on these beautiful locations to shoot these movies has to be so much fun, and then they're just a bunch of buddies goofing off, making a shitload of money, and then he's like, fuck it, I'm going to throw my family in there, and we're all going to get a sweet payday. It just sounds like the life. Yeah, Adam Sandler's probably got... He probably has nothing to complain about. Like, he's been winning pretty consistently for close to 40 years now yeah i think the only thing he could complain about is just negative critic critical receptions to his stuff but i feel like at this point i would hope he's he's over that shit and doesn't listen to him because he just wasn't he getting like 20 mil per (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah eat a bowl of shit yeah whatever (laughs) but um I feel like I, I'm, I'm pulling another Kevin move because for as much as I talked it up, it's I'll suck 3.5 Missy dicks. But I feel like for, you know, a goofy Netflix comedy, that's a solid review. Yeah, I think you're... Yeah, like the score might not have uh, indicated the type of optimism or maybe enjoyment necessarily you got out of the movie, but I think there's a little bit of a curve there, it sounds like, because... This could have easily went bad. Like the what? What was the uh, the Adam Sandler Chris Rock movie on Netflix that was just fucking terrible? Oh, that was uh uh uh. And we don't have to like caveat it, but I guess I will. Like you know, Chris Rock and Adam Sandler are two of my favorite Americans ever. So like, I can give their movies zero dicks, and like I still feel very comfortable being like, yeah, these are my two of my favorite entertainers ever, but. The week, of, the week of. The week of. Yeah. Yeah. Did I remember reviewing it. I don't know if I gave it a dick. I think I gave it like one out of respect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say that it's way better than the week of. I mean, that's not very hard, but I, I appreciate that. Yeah, good gags. Shout out to all those guys. Nick Swartzen's got a funny character in it. I liked it. I also watched a pretty watched solid. Uh, movie oh too. yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you watch? I watched John Henry. Oh and fuck, that's right. I forgot that came out. Yeah, this that's one's the, uh, gonna Terry get a whole dick one, right? less than the week of. Is this about John Henry the Tall Tale? Uh, I mean, it was like a blending of that folklore with Compton. So okay. It's not a horrible like idea to to work around, but uh, you know you have to you have to do a good job writing it, and you know the 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 John Henry guy has to be you know badass and believable. So my thing is like Terry oh, your microphone Crews. just got all fucked up. Aye. Fucked up. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Every time you touch it, the connection gets all hello, fucked he- up. Hello, 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 hello. You're good. Okay. But yeah, every time you grip it there, the connector like separates. Makes sense. All right, my bad. Um, no, but like Terry Crews is someone in small doses I really enjoy. He 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 seems like he has a lot of charisma and showmanship, especially in like his TV appearances or interview appearances. But man, was he fucking dull in this movie. And a lot of it could have been the writing, but like he had no real action movie moves. He just looked intimidating because you know he's a he's big dude and like that was the whole that was the whole thing is that this guy's just intimidating 
And, you know, towards the end, he swings a sledgehammer at his, like, opponents and just fucking obliterates them. But the action was never cool. Um, they used found footage in this, which I know you hate. Um, and they, like, used found footage. Like, it wasn't actually found footage, but, like, that was the shtick is them, like, like revisiting, like, old... Because, um, all right, so the, the premise of the movie is that a couple of illegal immigrants who are trying to, who um, were almost kidnapped by his childhood gang leader go on the run. He decides as like a uh, act of good faith to like harbor them. And he's harboring him, them from um, like his old friend gang leader and, and you know, a guy play playing ludicrous. So like they would do flashbacks with like found footage shit of like, old John Henry and old Ludacris like arguing about gang shit in like a fucking in a in like a Compton garage and it's like whatever the, the whole movie is unbelievable and you can't like you can't really f- hate on it too much because of that or like I don't know like fault it too much for a lack of realism but it's like there ain't gang members taking fucking they're not doing videos of like their team meetings I don't know. The whole thing was fucking stupid, bottom line. And I can't give you a one thing I liked about it. This is a rare zero dick performance or zero dick movie. I I honestly, I, there's nothing I could say that that redeems it. There's nothing. It was terrible. I mean, I just looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, which I know you don't like. But um, it seems like Rotten Tomatoes gave it zero dicks as well. Like, seriously, like how, much, like how many people liked it? What's the percent? Um, there's a total count of 17 critic reviews is 0%. <laughs> it yeah. has an audience score, 102 user ratings, and they, they gave it a 25%. So, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't, again, I don't fuck with, uh, I don't fuck with Rotten Tomatoes, as everyone knows, but sure, they nailed it this time. <laughs> I agree. Zero. I mean, it's, I don't know. It it was bad. There's nothing that was good. Like, should Shuddy and Dom watch it for what the fuck did I just watch? Is it that level? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's just disappointing because I want to like Terry Crews. And I think he could be an awesome action movie co-star, supporting dude, or even like an alpha if they give him a good fucking role. But this is a joke. This sucked on every level. Now I just question: Is he even any good? Like, do I, do I, should I like him? I don't know. I feel like if you watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, you would be like, okay, yeah, I get it. But so is that what his thing is? Is he just comedy? I feel like he's. So would you say he was the star of this movie? I know nothing about this movie, so. I mean, he's John Henry. Yeah. He. I think he is an excellent supporting actor. Okay. Probably not necessarily leading man but type. The thing that I I would understand that I just wish that I was like hoping that if he sucked as a leading man, they would allow him to suck. But it was like they kind of tried to hide him within the movie by not giving him any lines, not giving him a lot of like, you know, there's. No scenes where he needs, uh, he had a chance to act well. 
So like maybe they just knew his limitations and try to work around it or edit around it, or he didn't even have a chance to suck. It was just like, I don't know. I, I don't even know how, like, I hope they didn't break the bank on his paycheck. Cause like the guy fucking had very little lines. Like, uh, it was bad, and I don't want to talk about it much longer. It was bad. Zero dick. <laughs> I, have, I have one last question for you. Yeah. Did Terry Crews make his titties dance in this? No. That was no, no titty dancing. Maybe that's what it was missing. Maybe his titty dancing magic is what invigorates his projects. Uh, I have one last review, actually. Okay. So, The Last Dance, episodes 9 and 10, aired last night, uh, wrapping up the 10-part documentary about the final season of the, uh, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls. Um, it was fucking awesome, you know, but I'm very biased. I obviously love basketball, love Michael Jordan. Um, but this is, you know, this is a Sunday event that definitely acted as a placeholder for just no sports and really nothing good to watch, very little, uh, very few good things to watch on TV. And it's fucking, it killed it. I, you know, I would suck four and a half bulls dicks here. Um, you know, for all the hype around the amount of unseen footage that they had leading or going into this documentary, I wish they had more of it or shown more of it. Um, MJ is still my fucking idol and he outclassed everyone in this, in this documentary. Like the interview he gave was fucking awesome. He, he so comfortable in his own skin. Like the answers that he had, his reactions are so cool. There's going to be so many different gifts that, and memes that come from this, this documentary. Um, and it was awesome. I mean, I can't honestly say it was, you know, the best documentary I've seen in the past year. Did he only get interviewed in the last episode? Or was he No, he was interviewed the throughout the whole thing. I saw some obviously I didn't watch it, but I saw some headlines that people were speculating about his eyes and that yeah. he might have been all fucked up or on drugs or something. And so he had yellow like a yellow tint to his eyes. Smoking some shuddy blunts. So I've seen this at a, I don't know, I've seen this at a black guys. I don't know. Like, some old black guys, they get like a little color in their eyes. I don't, I've seen it. I don't know how to explain it, but like, I didn't think it was that weird. I know I know what they're talking about, but like, I don't, like, I think it was a cause, I thought it was caused from him smoking a cigar, honestly. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> he got cigar smoke in his eye? Kind of, yeah. Like, I feel like that's an, that. I've seen like that color of eyes that a black older black dudes that smoke cigarettes, smoke nicotine, hmm. whatever. All right. That's that's the vibe that I got. I don't I don't, I don't know. Like I, I read some blogs pretty much insinuating that he's haunted, <laughs> that he's like a fucking a ghoul. But I don't know. I, like is he like a Satan worshiper? Is that the thing? Because I know like Sam Tripoli's been tweeting like. Ever since it happened that Kobe is like a Satan worshiper and he got killed by a Satan cult or some shit. He said that. Yeah. He's, he's saying that. Yeah, and like if you look in the logo for Kobe's foundation or some some logo of his that there's like the, the horned goat god devil pentagram thing hidden within it. I don't know. Sam Tripoli All thinks right, everybody's Sam, a Satan worshiper. Buddy. But. I'm, I'm with you on the conspiracy theories. I, uh... Between all the uh, work 
that supposedly Kobe put in and having, I think, four kids, I don't believe he had time to um, participate in a Satan, Satanist cult. It's a good point. But do you think Michael Jordan is a Satan worshiper? Is that no, why, he's, no, is that why people think, think he's, he's a ghoul? Right or yeah, haunted or whatever? Chill. I think he's chill. I want to know more about this Michael Jordan is haunted thing. <laughs> I don't know. He just... Again, I think there was close-ups on his eyes. He was drinking. He was. He had a big fucking glass of whiskey, smoking cigars, and you know, it was a kind of bloodshot, but it was yellow shot. I, I don't fucking know. I don't think it's a big deal. I, <laughs> I've seen that look before, and I All don't. Right. You know, whatever. I'll tell you what. This documentary had the greatest soundtrack in the history of soundtracks or documentaries. Uh, they have a playlist, a Spotify playlist, and it's fucking awesome. It's all like '90s rap music. I mean, like oh, I'm into that. '90s rap music. It's fucking sick, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I watched a quick something. Are you guys familiar with the comedian Mark Norman? Yes, I like Mark Norman. He's very funny. I agree. I'm familiar with him from his appearances on Doug Loves Movies, in which he's very, very funny every single time he's on. And last time he was on, he was promoting his new one-hour special. Which he just took straight to YouTube. You just watch the whole damn thing for free. So I I I watched that on my my PS4, and damn, that was really fucking good. It's called Out to Lunch. Solid, solid, solid special. It was really fucking good. A lot of rapid fire jokes. There was a lot of content, and it, kind of in the sense where some of his stuff is a little one-linery, so it's just very consistent with with the punchlines. I was impressed. I'm a big fan. I like him a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up now. I'm going to watch this. Uh, how many? I wonder how many views it's got. When I watched it, I think it had been out for a couple of days, and it was at 600,000? Yeah, it was at uh, 800,000. I saw Bill Burr was tweeting it out. He had some heavy hitters promoting it on social media. Yeah. It's great, dude. I love that. How like the stand-up con- comedy community like supports each other. Yeah. I guess you can kind of see the clicks inside of it, or at least you would think you could see the clicks inside of it. But um, yeah, I think it's cool. Like every time one of these guys come out with a new special, they all big each other up. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, I, I would I would highly recommend that one. It's weird that it just went straight to uh, to YouTube because I feel like that's a that's a moneymaker special. That's some solid shit. Yeah, I wonder if like he just didn't. I don't know, like Netflix wasn't interested, or he's like, no, I'm going to see how this helps my business, you know, or helps yeah. my brand, whatever. Uh, we had Greg Fitzsimmons on the Ellis Show recently, and you know, talking to him, you know, all these comics are like, this is the craziest thing I've ever done. Most people we talk to, they say the longest they've done since they since they started doing stand-up where they didn't go up on stage was probably two weeks. And when they finally get back on stage after those two weeks, they feel like a, like a beginner again. Like they, they're just like, you have to go up constantly. And if you're working on a new material, or you're working on a special, you have to know it frontwards and backwards and you have to take it out seven nights a week and just do it for a couple months and just get it, absolutely perfect before you actually shoot it and 
I've, I've heard this from a couple comics. They're just like, fuck, I don't even know when we finally get back to being able to go to clubs and go out on tour and do sets, everybody's just going to suck. And I know <laughs> it's one of those things that you just have to be on the inside to fully understand it. Cause it's like, wow, you're all so funny. You know, the lines. I understand that a lot of times getting a laugh and not can be, can hang on something as nuanced as a half second pause between words or, the amount of syllables in the punchline, like everything is de- boiled down to a very exact science, but I have a hard time fully grasping the concept of how everybody's going to be back at beginner level because they took off for two months. Makes me wonder how the fuck Eddie Murphy is ever going to do that fabled Netflix special. <laughs> you know? Like he was, yeah. he was on top of the world in the comedy game and then just stopped doing it for a very long time. Yeah, there might be some like hiccups early for some of these guys, but yeah, I think they'll get it back fast. I don't think it's too hard of a concept to understand. I mean, you know, I guess comedy is like a muscle and you got to train it like anything else, you know, got to work on your fastball a little bit. I don't know. I get it. I actually saw something about Spade. I read something because you brought it up, obviously, when you're just reviewing uh, his movie, but you brought it up, I thought, on on the Ellis show today. But did you see that he was doing um he's doing stand-up spots um currently but like Zoom conferences for corporate meetings or ca- corporate uh like Zoom stand-up specials. That's got to be so weird. Like I saw um Ben Glebe is doing a uh an online comedy club. I think it's called the Nowhere Comedy Club and I haven't seen anything from it, but I am kind of curious cuz it's got to be it's got to be so weird seeing stand-up comics without an audience reaction. Cause when you watch a standup special at home on Netflix or something, you don't laugh at every single joke the way a crowd does, you know, like I feel like yeah. being there in person, knowing it's a special, there's a warm up comic. And then the energy of the headliner coming out, somebody you've been dying to see. It's, it's a whole different reaction than when you're watching it at home, sitting on your couch after smoking a joint or something. So just, watching a special where you're not laughing and there's no audience laughing. If you laugh maybe six or seven times out loud through a a one hour special and the rest of the time you're not laughing, you're not hearing anybody else laugh. It's got to be the most bizarre thing ever. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have a lot of confidence to do one of these zoom standups, but I bet you he's making a fuck ton of money. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah, I've heard those corporate gigs are insane. I hear they're a nightmare, but but they pay so much money that nobody turns them down, really. Well, what do you mean? How, how would they be a nightmare? Um, I hear a lot of times they try and put restrictions on you. They Sometimes they'll make you work clean or say, don't touch this topic or don't touch this topic. Or someone will think it's funny to try and give you some inside jokes and be like, hey, you should put in a joke about how this guy has a tiny dick. And then they make the joke, and the guy, the high-up executive that they point out for having a tiny dick gets pissed off. I've heard just lots of corporate stand-up horror stories. But the reason I brought oh, up Fitzsimmons shit. is he was saying that you know he, he was just about ready. He had perfected his hour. He had a whole new hour ready to go, and he was shopping it around and looking for you know Netflix or somebody to pick it up and do a new special. And one of the last times he performed it, he he had it filmed. And it doesn't have the direction that a fully produced 
mainstream hour has. It's just, you know, a rough filming at a comedy club that wasn't meant to be a special. He's, he was like, I'm thinking about just releasing that on YouTube for free because I worked so hard on it. And, you know, I put so much effort into fine-tuning it and I got it perfect. And then all the comedy club clubs closed. And I can't... It's going to be a whole new world once he goes back out and starts touring again. So he can't just do... He basically lost that whole hour. So he's like, it's either I fucking put it up on YouTube for free or I just did all that for nothing. And it's just gone. Yeah. I, I, mean, I found it interesting. The re the whole reopening of the comedy clubs and just like, you know, LA events, LA businesses, like, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of thinking selfishly, but not even thinking about my homies and, you know, like our common interests. Like, when is Korean barbecue going to happen again? Like, when? No, no, no. <laughs> but seriously, when is a comedy? When can you go to a comedy show? Because Joe Rogan was talking about on his podcast. He's thinking about moving. And, like, there's got to be a lot of L.A. LA comics that, you know, people might find this shocking, but there's probably a lot of them that are paycheck to paycheck that are like, what the fuck? Oh, no. I mean, I feel like that's a very permanent solution to a temporary problem, and not everybody has the means of a Joe Rogan who can just move to a different state like that. But, I don't know, I feel like... Because even right now, there are no comedy clubs open anywhere in the entire country. So you can right, move yeah, wherever yeah. the fuck you want. You're not you're still not doing stand-up. But That's a good point. I feel like Korean barbecue will come back before stand-up. <laughs> I feel like that's got to be coming soon because they've already opened... All retail stores are open for online or curbside pickup. I, I feel like restaurants are opening soon. There are already some opening in California. And... I'll tell you this, when when the Comedy Store and the Improv and the Laugh Factory and all those places are open back up, I want I want to go. I want to be I want to be at one of the first shows. I want to see what's up. I want to see just how far <laughs> all these comics have fallen. It's like a morbid curiosity. Like I can't I've seen Greg Fitzsimmons do stand up so many times. I've never seen him do anything but utterly crush. I have to know if that's going to be different. I have to know what it's like to see Greg Fitzsimmons go up and not crush, if that's going to be the case. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of lean towards he'll he'll figure it out pretty fast. I agree, if but it, I, I want to be awkward... there. I want to see it. I'm so curious to be like, yeah, I went to one of the first comedy shows after things reopened. Well, are you looking to see anything, any specific measures taken? Like if they were read, it's probably not going to happen this way. But say they just reopen, and they can go to full capacity, is that something you're not going to be interested in? Because you know, if you was it the comedy store or is it the improv, maybe both of them. But you're pretty much like on each other's laps. Yes, like there isn't. You're not social distancing, and that honestly, you're not social distancing in any comedy club in any city no. in America. No, so, I so that I back don't know. to your I original feel like... point or your first, that other point. It would be super weird, but I feel like if they let everybody in, I don't know about full capacity, but if they let everybody in, but everybody had to wear a mask, I would be there. Fuck. Oh, I hate that idea. You might be right, though. Yeah. Because if what they're but- saying about the masks are, are true, like it stops most of the shit flying out of your mouth and keeps it to you. Like a lot of the, 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 
comparisons I'm seeing is if, you know, if somebody pisses their what's the thing if like if someone pisses their pants but they don't have pants on the piss is going to get all over you and if you're wearing pants you're just going to get wet piss pants from them but if that person pisses their pants and they're wearing pants you don't get any piss on you is that how they made it understandable to you (laughs) i fucking butchered it but something along those lines they were like okay here's what it's like if one person's wearing a mask and the other person isn't and they just substituted masks with pants and pissing. I I mean, I I would it'd be kind of a bummer if I had to wear a mask there, but like I feel like that's more much more reasonable than having half capacity, right? And going back to the whole Joe Rogan thing, like you said, like you know, like Joe Rogan has the money to move around, right? But he also has the money to stick it out, and that's probably even more important, right? Like, I wonder how many comics, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, probably even, not household names, but people that are veterans on the comedy circuit, I wonder, uh, you know, at what point are they going to start thinking about relocating? But, yeah, then again, no one knows, because, you know, what city's fucking open anyways? <laughs> yeah. This is getting depressing. Uh, let's yeah. move. Yeah, let's, uh, let's see if there's some emails here. Oh... Oh, here we go. Here is one from Dewey Boggs. So, he says, Hello, friends. Just wanted to fill you in on some Call of Duty Warzone fun. Me, Old Dirty Dingus, and a couple other guys have been doing in the game. We've been trying to commandeer four helicopters, one for each squad member. When we pull this off, we're calling ourselves the Pooh Angels in our own nod to the show. Stay well. Keep kicking ass. Love Dewey Boggs and the Pooh Angels. P.S. Tell that pussy Jeff the Giants are going down week one. Hashtag here we go Steelers. Hashtag sports ball. (laughs) Yeah. The Godfather's favorite team is the Steelers too, so I'm going to have to chirp him a little bit. I guess that's a sports thing that I don't get. What, do you you guys fight? The Steelers and the Giants? You guys don't like each other? No, no, we're we're the we play each other in the first week of the season. Oh, that's oh. all it is. Okay. Yeah, we actually don't play very often because we're in different conferences. So, like, I I rarely get to talk shit about football to Rob Sprant, so I'm definitely gonna take advantage of that. Man, speaking of uh, Pooh Angels slash Pooh Team Six Puminati video game shit, we had an epic run. So Jeff, you left. Me and Ginger and Juice and Mike's News, a.k.a. Deep Voice Mike, a.k.a. Voice of God. I think when you were with us, we got two squad wins. Does that sound right, the other night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I heard you guys got up to five. Yeah, when you left, we, got, we went on a three-win streak. Three-peat. On top of that. Never before have, have I gotten three wins in a row. Damn. It was fucking epic. I feel like Eddie Jones. That reference yeah. went over just about 99% of the Puminati said. I, yeah, my bad. Uh, hmm. Pete Best? Sure, that works. All right, cool. All right. I understand that one. Yeah, yeah nice. That's <laughs> our, Back to Rob Sprans. That's what Rob Sprans calls me, the Pete Best of the glory hole. <laughs> I was in the garage when they made the band. I was like, All right, I'm going to go home. 
I never came back, and they 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 started playing music. <laughs> uh, this next email is going to require an intro. What's up, bitch? Man. It's time to find out what it would take for Jeff Clark to suck a dick. Nope. This comes from Tyson, who says, Good evening, mad scientists. Would Jeff rather suck a dick once or clean and eat Shuddy's toenail lint once a year for the rest of his life? That's an oddly structured would Jeff suck a dick. And I feel like he's going to take the lint every time. Yeah, I feel like if Jeff... If the if if this was changed to would Jeff suck a dick or eat Shuddy's toenail lint every five minutes for the rest of his life, Jeff is still eating the toe toe lint. Which yeah. arguably gayer than sucking a dick. No, it's not arguably gayer than sucking a dick. It's I'm just it's sucking not even on a man's arguably toes. in the same fucking league as sucking a dick. I mean it would it would be a real bummer. Just the whole like giving Shuddy a fucking pedicure would would be lame. <laughs> like that would I feel like that would be lamer than like the grossness of the lint. Because how much lint could he have? I mean, I I guess in this like you know, know. mock Shuddy, situation, Shuddy looks like a linty the, guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe he is carrying a lot of lint. Uh. Yeah. I mean, in this mock situation, you would think he has a lot of lint, but you know, whatever. I'll have a fucking a lint hot dog and I'll get over it. Do you Be think it's gayer dick. to suck a man's penis or passionately make out with him? Suck a man's penis. <laughs> I mean, I've seen like you know, uh, Will Ferrell or SNL cast members like make out in a skit. You know what I mean? And like, they didn't like. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's believable, but you know, it was like a. Decent little makeout session it was fucking weird, but it, it kind of made the skit a little funny. I don't know, but I mean, there you know, you can argue that that <laughs> guys making out has some comedic value, depending on how you do it. I can't. I don't, I don't know. know if I you gotta can say, argue that if you started a dick, if you started shucking like, Shuddy boys Shuddy boys dick right now, I would laugh pretty hard. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Dude. Oh yeah, I no, would. No, you would not. Seriously, how I. I do you think you would actually laugh? Like if, 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 you know, when Shuddy comes in to do the beer pong, the, the, the piss pong, whatever, if like, <laughs> I just start blowing him, like, you know, and like, <laughs> you're going to fucking, you're going to laugh here. That's going to be your yeah. reaction. Like, oh man. Yeah, I'm Where's th- my phone? I just started laughing right now <laughs> thinking about it. Especially if you hate it and you have this bummed out look on your face. Oh my God. I'm laughing like 10 times harder. This, oh, this this sucks. this went in a direction I didn't even want it to go, and I brought it in the direction, so I don't I don't know what's happening. My bad. <laughs> All right, well we can we can steer this in a completely different direction. Last week, we right at the end of the show threw out the idea of doing a snack bracket, aka a snack it. And Jeff Clark, being the snack sommelier, has put together said bracket. So yeah, dude. I feel like the three of us weighing in. We can declare a the supreme snack 
All right. Well, I had no idea what this was, so let me pull it up. Yeah, you. So you. There's a lot of cereal on the main show last week, so you didn't hear that, right? Correct. Oh shit. No shit. So, what we were talking about? Uh, yeah, again, I'm the snack sommelier. I know snacks, and 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 Kevin knows that I know brackets as well. You know, from the MSPH NCAA brackets that we would do every year. Um, I did instead of a 64 team or snack bracket, I did 32, um, and I have four different regions. Obviously, in the NCAA brackets, they have west, east, north, south. Um, and then all the other like pop culture, just like goofy brackets that these blogs do will have specific regions. So that's what I try to do. So the regions I went with are one, the candy checkout aisle, um, two savory snacks, which include like potato chips, popcorn, nuts, stuff of that nature. I did big box snacks, which would include like little Debbie stuff, breakfast bars, uh, Pop-Tarts is like another one. Uh, and obviously we'll go through all the, the snacks when we're at that region. And then the fourth region was uh, cereal. And uh, the idea that I had behind there are pretty much stoner snacks, right? Um, I didn't, I, you know, you couldn't put in meals, so I'm canceling fast food. I'm not going to put in like a cheeseburger. So it kind of like, you know, uh, it's like cheating the, the rules. Yeah. So in, you know, it's it's like a like a, a treat or a snack for a fast food meal. No, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to do ice cream. I couldn't do cookies because uh, I don't think it was really fair to all the other cookies. Because once you just once you introduce Oreos, like it is so overwhelmingly a favorite. And I don't know if I can come up with eight believable cookies. So these are kind of, these are stoner snacks that you know all have similar caloric value. I would think. Um, and are, you know, small, there can be like a small, yeah, similar, whatever portion can, uh, size. I don't know. How, how long have we been recording? Uh, Kevin, um, plus the Easter egg. We're at an hour and 20 minutes right now. <laughs> okay. So let's do a region. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if we could go through this whole thing, you know? Okay. Um, so we'll start off with, you know, region one. This is the candy checkout aisle. So what I envision is essentially you're checking out at like a CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, and you know, the big ass like candy checkout section they have right there. They have like pretty much everything you're looking for. Right. So my one, my one seat in this region were M&Ms now. Yeah. That's your favorite candy. Right. Now my main goal here, I, you know, as a selection committee, I just assume that people, Puminati and you guys are going to have issues with the seating. What's most important to me is that I have all the major snacks in here. You know, you can argue, we can talk about snubs or what shouldn't have been in there, but as long as the eight seeds are somewhat understandable. So, like, the snubs that I had in the candy checkout aisle, Milky Way, Hershey, Sour Patch Kids, Twizzlers, Gummy Everything, um, airheads. Those are the ones that I left out that maybe you could Ugh. argue them being in there. I also left out Reese's PCs and I'll talk about that in a second. So the first matchup, one seed M&Ms <laughs> versus eight seed Skittles. As I've said before, and I talked about it in the past two snack attacks, 
M&Ms are my favorite candy. I'm going to advance them here. But what do you guys think? M&Ms or Skittles? I, I'm not a Skittles fan, so I am in agreement that I will take any kind of M&M over a Skittle. See, I feel like Skittles have more flavors, especially if you get the tropical ones. So I, I guess I'm more of a Skittles guy. Okay. But my, my well, vote doesn't matter because it's, you know, uh, two to one. So right. M&M's moves on. M&M's. Um, all right. So the four versus five seed going down. I got Butterfinger versus Twix. Oh. I feel Shuddy. like this is a good lineup. I don't particularly love either of them, but I enjoy both. See, Butterfinger is one of my favorite candies. Oh. I feel like maybe, I mean, first let me say, you did an excellent job. I don't disagree uh, with anything you have on the list. I don't think that there's anything that you have on here that doesn't deserve to be in any of the matchups. Uh, but I don't, th- I think, Butterfingers should be a higher seed than four, but Butterfinger is my is my vote. Kevin, what are you thinking? Uh, I agree. I I I really like the flavor of Butterfingers. I like the crunch. I hate picking the toffee out of my molars afterwards. That is a bummer. But I do enjoy the taste more than Twix. So I agree. Like Shuddy, Butterfinger is, you know, one of my favorites. Or, you know, he's, you said that was your favorite, right, Shuddy? Yeah, it's at the top. We'll get to it uh, further down the list. Okay, so it's definitely in the conversation for me. The one argument I would make for Twix, and you could have brought this up with M&Ms and Skittles, is that Twix does variations of, of their bars, and that could go into the argument, and that can be used as a differentiator and other, you know, um, games or other snack battles we have throughout <laughs> here. So, like, the Twix cookies and cream that they just came out with is sick. The Twix regular is all the time. And I, and I, I love the Twix, Twix peanut butter. But yeah, I'm with for you the, guys. I'm going Butterfinger. For the longest time, I wouldn't even eat a regular Twix. It would have to be peanut butter if I got a Twix. Right. Uh, but I have grown to appreciate regular Twix. They are a very good candy. And do you, I mean, you appreciate the idea of variety, right? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. It's a, I will, I actually really do like Twix. So it bums me out, but Butterfinger advances. Yeah. Um, Three, and we're going to go to you, Kevin, here, because I think like Butterfinger is Shuddy's favorite. I'm pretty sure the three seed here is your favorite. You got three seed Reese's versus six seed Starburst. Reese's peanut butter cups are my number one. Yes. They're sure. my number one also. No shit. All I right. Thought, oh, I thought Butterfinger was your number one. No, Butterfinger would be a close second. I'm a big fan of chocolate and peanut butter together. Yeah, me too. And uh, sadly, the only candy that has ever gotten, in my opinion, the peanut butter to chocolate ratio completely perfectly is those Butterfinger skulls that were out a few years ago that are not available any longer that they had a couple of Halloweens ago. Butterfinger skulls or Reese's skulls? No, Butterfinger skulls. Oh, I never saw that. I gotta look this up. I will say yeah, I, I do th- love I that was like a... the, uh, the, the holiday Reese's. 
because we've talked about this. I've I've talked about this before. The regular Reese's peanut butter cups are absolutely fucking delicious. The biggest bummer is when you buy a package and you bite into it and the peanut butter inside is dry and crumbly and has that pale dead mummy dust color to it. The I can't Can really see, see it? it that well, Shuddy. No. Oh wait, no. yeah. Oh, those are cool. Oh, those look sick. They were amazing. Oh, I hope they bring those back for Halloween this year. But uh but Reese's when they do the Reese's trees for Christmas, the eggs for Easter and the pumpkins for Halloween, you have a very good chance at getting the right moist peanut butter inside those. And they you, you usually get a way higher peanut butter to chocolate ratio, which I do kind of enjoy. And the ones that you turn me on to, Jeff, the ones that were the they have like the the chocolate lover version where you get more chocolate than peanut butter and then the peanut butter cup version the the peanut butter lovers one where yep. the, it's like glazed with peanut butter on top instead of chocolate those are fucking phenomenal oh my god now have you guys had the white chocolate reeses come yeah. on you don't call me the snack somebody for nothing jesus <laughs> christ i think that is dumb i am so against those i hate white chocolate all right well at least you're consistent whatever i love white chocolate everything so i mean you gotta you gotta take a stance whatever i, I feel you <laughs> um so yeah like i was saying um you get you get all the like the little variations or spinoffs of all of the snacks so if you want to make use that in your argument moving forward or when we're going through it you can the one thing is I did not count Reese's Pieces. Reese's pi- Pieces? No, fuck that. I say Reese's Pieces. That's how we're going. That's what we're going with. Reese's Pieces. I didn't count that in there because I think it's too much on M&M's turf. And so much of Reese's shit is that cup situation. You know, the cup, the cup, uh, whatever. Production. No, I agree with you. Um, I agree. It- I mean, I would take Reese's Pieces over Skittles, but I agree that there's just there wasn't room on them with M and M's and Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. There right, was, you know, I, it, it's it's the combination. It's a combination of those two things essentially. I mean, it's close enough that it doesn't. You, you can't have that and one of those other things on the bracket as well. And those two are better than Reese's pieces. So exactly. There's a little bit of bracketology at play and I'm with you. I, I, I like Reese's pieces more than Skittles. The Reese's pieces fucking friendly Sunday is oh. honestly like one of my favorite things in the entire world. I fucking, I fucking love it. I yep, love it. Good. Um, and, and, and Reese's pieces is, you know, it's on the, my Mount Rushmore of movie candy for sure. If not just number one outright. But again, a little bit of bracketology here. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Uh, and talking, uh, keeping, keeping up with the whole Reese's thing, um, and dipping back into something we talked about earlier. I know you didn't catch this at, or you didn't see the commercial because it ran with the Last Dance documentary. But Reese's and Fa- uh, Facebook were like one of the two companies that got commercials during the Last Dance documentary, and they're coming back out. The peanut butter lovers and the chocolate lovers. Yes. Did you oh, see that? That's exciting. I didn't. 
Yeah, they, 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 I saw that commercial last night. They should be permanent. So. They're delicious. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't eat too many of the chocolate lovers ones, but the peanut butter lover ones, whew, what a solid treat. Well, I, I really thought going into it that like the peanut butter lovers was just going to crush the chocolate lovers. The chocolate lovers does not fuck around. They, they, they bring it. I was really impressed with both of them. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, the second seed versus the seven seed. Second seed is going to be Snickers. Seven seed is Kit Kat. Both mm. actually have a whole bunch of variety to it. I'm going to go chalk here, though. It's tough. I do like Kit Kat, but Snickers are just more filling. I think they're... Hmm. The Snickers Legacy Bar is fucking so epic, and the Kit Kat just doesn't match it. I- I'll just push through Snickers on my end. What do you guys... Uh, Shuddy, what do you think? I agree. Snickers, if I have a choice between Snickers and Kit Kat, I'm going Snickers every time. I feel if we're going just straight up legacy, like a standard Snickers versus versus a standard Kit Kat, the Snickers wins easily. Yes, There's just agreed. more flavor to it. There's more going on. Like you said, it's more filling. The a regular Kit Kat is delicious, but it doesn't have too many flavors going on. But if you get into some of the more, like when I went to Japan the the last time, actually both times I've been to Japan, they have just an endless variation of of Kit Kat flavors, and they're yep. really good, like really really bizarre ones, really strong ones. the The Sakura green tea ones are just there's something about them that makes them even better than the green tea Kit Kats. But I don't know. That being said, I think I do still have to give it to Snickers. The Snickers ice cream bars that you can buy at the supermarket are one of the greatest snacks ever. Like it's it's up there, perhaps taking a second place to Reese's peanut butter cups. I love the Snickers ice cream bars. I think a lot of people would join you in that in that in that fight. Snickers ice cream bars are all time classic. Thing, I, I, I'm kind of in agreement with I, like the variety and all the different flavors, especially when you, you know, if you're able to travel the globe or, or, or get Kit Kats from other countries, it's pretty astounding. It's, it, it is something that adds to the Kit Kat, Kit Kat ar, uh, argument. But my yeah. thing is, yeah, the legacy, the regular uh, like standard Snickers is so elite. And then the peanut butter Snickers just takes out any five Kit Kats. You know what I mean? Like it's, you can put five Kit Kats against that one, and it'll fucking, it'll mop it up. I mean the the the, some of the flavors I had of Kit Kat, like the strawberry cheesecake Kit Kat, is <clears throat> phenomenal. The butter pancake is yep. top notch. Oh my goodness! I think I've had I've had all these right. You brought yeah. them with you. I brought them back. Yeah. Yeah, because I think we even did an episode where we just sampled like five thousand different types of Kit Kats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's kind of hard to see. The sake one wasn't all that great. The wasabi one was just fucking disgusting. The purple yam one was really good. But we uh, we can we can all agree that you know we give them points for trying. Hey, they're yeah. putting on an attempt. You Hokkaido know? melon. Hokkaido melon was solid. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, we're all in agreement. Snickers is the advances. 
All right, we're just going to keep it in this region and finish this out instead of going to another region. Then we'll pick it up next week if you guys want. Yeah, that works. Um, the one-seed M&M's advance to play the four-seed Butterfinger. We're all chalk in the candy checkout aisle. This, I have a feeling going into it, this is where we break the chalk. Uh, I got M&M's winning. You know, I just, in the variety, I think peanut butter M&M's, that was a big, another reason on why I couldn't put Reese's Pieces in there as much as I love Reese's Pieces. Just the, the amount of peanut butter in the peanut butter M&M's are so fucking awesome. And, and I think peanut butter M&M's, pretzel M&M's, crispy M&M's, uh, white chocolate peanut M&M's, peanut M&M's are so fucking awesome. And there's <laughs> such a like little differentiate. Uh, there's so there's, there's not much separating them in between each other. Again, M&Ms are my favorite, so I'm gonna go ahead and pick M&Ms. But you know, what do you guys think? Uh, Butterfinger. Yeah. What do you What are you thinking, Kevin? This is a tough one for me because if you if you had a bag of original M&Ms and a Butterfinger, I'm taking the Butterfinger. But if you had peanut butter M&Ms, crispy M&Ms. For some reason, those crispy ones are fucking good. I don't know what it is, yep. but they're awesome. M and M's gets to bring; they get to bring everyone to the game. Their whole roster gets in. <laughs> it's so tough, though, because I I don't know. Something tells me I should be grading only the OG ones, and OG M and M's are a little boring to me. It changed. That changes everything. I told you ahead of time, though. I've been consistent. I told you ahead of time. You get the whole roster, so you get. And this goes into Shuddy's vote. You know, he gets the Butterfinger skulls. Not to say that he needs those to go to have Butterfinger beat Eminem, but he gets those. If you want, you can get the Butterfinger BBs. You know, if you want, if you want to add that into the the handicap. But still, with all that said, I'm taking Eminem's. But yeah, you don't have to grade along regular versus regular because honestly, if you do Eminem's, Eminem's might not even be on the list if that's the case because the regular Eminem's are. By far the weakest of them, so whatever. And it's tough, too, because the, there's so much more variety in ways you can get M&Ms. Even those limited ones they put out recently, it was like Thai coconut or something. I know you didn't like yeah. that at all, but I thought those were fucking phenomenal. I really like those. And the mint ones I thought were really good. Let me help you. It was uh, jalapeno nut, uh, Thai coconut, and coffee nut. I gotta go M and M's. Nice M and M's advances. Fuck. All right. Uh, Reese's versus Snickers. Shuddy. Reese's. Reese's. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going Reese's. We're all in agreement here. Uh, I guess there was a little bit of seating error on my part. Maybe. Maybe not. Or maybe. Snickers is fine as a two seed, just couldn't couldn't get the job done today against Reese's, the three three seed. But the Elite Eight matchup and the candy aisle checkout bracket <laughs> is M and M's versus Reese's. Who's gonna take this region? I'm just gonna keep it with M and M's as my favorite. So I'm going M and M's, but Reese's are my favorite. I, like... I gotta go with Reese's. As do I. All right, Reese's wins the candy checkout aisle region and the snack at bracket we still have but we are pressed for time the other two regions that we got to cover savory snacks which include things like 
potato chips, beef jerky, Doritos, Cheetos, Cheez-Its. We got big box snacks, which includes Pop-Tarts, fruit snacks, cream moon pies, Twinkies, stuff of that nature, and the fourth (laughs) region is cereals. So you want to pick this up next week? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks for putting that together, Jeff. Congratulations to Reese's for winning the candy checkout aisle. We'll be sending them their Puminati merchandise. I yeah. just got to connect with them via direct message on Twitter. Your your advertising bill is on the way. <laughs> we'll invoice you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we'll give you a t-shirt too. <laughs> yeah, here's the t-shirt uh, and a bill. Pay up. Also, I um, me and my brothers are working on a video game bracket. We were kind of inspired by the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remastered um, video game that's going to come out the day after my birthday, actually, September 4th, that when I saw that um, on Twitter, I went nuts. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is definitely on my Mount Rushmore video games, and that's kind of what instigated it. And I threw that into Slack and started hot-taking, and the conversation blew up from there. So it's something that I think a lot of Puminati will be interested in. So I'm working, I'm workshopping that with my brothers, doing a video game bracket. So, Fuck, you said something. That I had something to add to, and then it flew out of my head. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Mountain Rush yes. video games. Yes, Tony Hawk. So I remember, you know, everybody are in our age group loved the Tony Hawk games when they came out and got obsessed with them. And they they kept the same format up until they changed it between three and four. I think three Tony Hawk three was when they introduced like BAM, and I think there was a cruise ship level. But it was still like, here's the levels. You have to hit this score threshold. You have to find all the hidden letters and spell out skate. You have to find the the hidden VHS tapes. I liked all those little things. When they started combining it with Grand Theft Auto style stuff was where it started to lose me a little bit. Like I still played them, but I I prefer that old school layout. I am extremely excited for September 4th. Yeah. Yeah, me well, too. Boognish was saying that they tried this before and it kind of whiffed. Well, I mean, yeah, I- they did. They remastered the first one and it was ported very sloppily and very hastily and did not go over very well. Yeah, I'm hoping that they, they have had some success. I, I think they've been doing HD remakes of Resident Evil games, and most notably for me is Final Fantasy VII, where they just, it's not like they spruce the graphics up, they rebuilt the entire game and added huge new story elements and made a whole game out of just, like, the first 10 hours of it. Made a 40-hour game out of the first 10 hours of the original. So if that's what they're doing with these, just a ground-up, not just a port, and putting a, a fancy filter on the graphics, but basically just rebuilding the whole game. Having two of them together, I'm I'm excited about for sure. Yeah. I'm right yeah. there with you guys. So I'm working on that shit with my brother, so hopefully I can drop that bracket when we're done with this one. It's just it's just hard trying to formulate the, the regions and do you do full franchises or do you pick out one game for a franchise? Cause like I can't just yeah, throw it's... Madden in there. It's just too broad, right? Like, I don't... Like, what do you do with Mario? Mario side-scroller. Every, my brother said Mario Super 
Super Mario Galaxy was the highest reviewed one. Nintendo 64's Mario kicked ass. Is that different than Super Smash Brothers? So just, you know, just vent into the Puminati how hard this bracketology shit is. It's not easy for the selection <laughs> committee. All right, well, before we take off, let's listen to a couple. Voicemails, yay! And check in with our friends, the Puminati. Uh, who is this? Uh, what up, Matt? It's party hour. Real Chew Stoner here. Loud. Just calling to, uh, you know, a random... I don't know what you want to fucking call it. I'm a fucking stupid idiot. Uh, anyways. So, I went to Target on my way home from work because I got off early. And, you know, still masked and social distancing, blah, 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 blah. Now, I'll go on the record saying I think we've taken it too far at this point, and um, now it's starting to be an issue about the economy and blah, 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 blah. Whatever. That being said, I'm still wearing a mask in public because I'm not a fucking asshole. Um, uh, it just it is what it is. So I couldn't help but notice that there were a few people in the store that didn't have masks on. And, it you know, it was blatantly obvious to me right away when I saw an entire fucking little redneck family not have a single mask between the six of them. Oh, no, excuse me, a single mask between the six of them. Um, I wasn't like they were passing it around. That would have been better. But I just, you know, couldn't help but observe that the person who fucking already is not wearing a mask is kind of what I would consider, what, uh, oh, man, white trash, I guess. Here I am bashing. Oh, Arch is going to get canceled. Um, but I was, you know, and then as I walk through Target, I'm thinking to myself, ah, fuck them. They're probably thinking like me, you know, it's fucking civil disobedience. It is what it is. They're probably trying to make a point more than anything. And I wasn't going to call cause you know, fuck it. Leave the rednecks alone. <laughs> but I had to call cause I couldn't help but laugh cause I overheard and watched the greatest fucking thing transpire at the checkout line as they were at the one to the left of me. Uh, the woman behind them who had a mask on proceeded to take her mask off and then they shared a great conversation about how much fun Jeff Foxworthy is and that they got the new board game and they're so excited to play. Oh, my husband, he loves him. Man, I, I was going to let it go until they went on the fucking, here's your fucking sign. Jesus Christ. Smoke weed, I'm out. All right, well. A well, good thing none of them had come on their shirt, right? Or else you wouldn't have been able to just look the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder yeah. if anybody has showed up to Arts' work with come on their mask. That's like the true Arts conundrum. So I'm a little confused by that, though. I mean, he's I know he's in Palm Springs. That's a different county. Uh, what is that? Is that is that Rivers? Is that Orange side? Is that or uh, Orange County? Is that? It's not Orange County. What is that? Uh, that's a good question. What I thought all of California is... needed to wear a mask if you went into a public place. That's kind of what I'm what I'm they throwing off. They don't by. really enforce it too strictly. Like the when I go to Target, uh, every time I go, you see like one or two people, sometimes three, not wearing masks. It's like, oh, come on, dude, just fucking play ball. Nobody wants to be fucking wearing these masks. Just be an adult. Uh, what country? What county is Palm? See, I mean, I got thrown out of a store. Well, I'm not like escorted, but I was reminded I needed to have a mask. So, you know, I couldn't stay in the store. Riverside County. River. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's, yeah, okay. Inland River. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I guess it was a soft rule for them. I, I, I always thought it was like a hard and fast rule. I mean, if you go into a public place in Long Beach, you need a mask. Like, I, I just went to a liquor store on the corner, and it was like a light, it was like a, you know, two-second walk, so I didn't even think about it. And I walked in, he's like, yeah, you need a mask. Like, fuck, yeah, I do. All right, turn around. Like, I wasn't even trying to be civilly disobedient or whatever you want to say, but I, I just didn't even think there was a, a choice yet anyone had but yeah i mean i ordered grubhub like i i rock my mask when i go out uh, I, I mean i don't fucking put a mask on if i go get my mail or go do laundry or anything but the i ordered some sushi from grubhub and when it got here i wasn't even thinking like i just walked out and the guy had gloves and a mask on i was like oh fuck i didn't put my mask on so i just like i i like kind of went behind the door which it's a fucking gate so didn't really do anything but it was kind of like my way of showing like ah, i fucked up man i'm sorry i'm and just reached out and he reached out with and i think our combined windspan kept us six feet apart but i held my breath i felt like a dick <laughs> see i didn't ah, fuck my bad i uh I don't think I, I I don't know if I wear a mask like when interact, interacting with delivery drivers and even they come to think about it, every time we get delivery like one of my brother I feel like they just leave it at the door and there's really no interaction. Yeah, most times they do. I even got one. I got a fucking pizza delivered and there was no notification. They didn't knock on the door. They didn't text to say, "Hey, I'm here. I'm outside." Nothing. I got no no no, no notifications from Grubhub. I was just like, where the fuck is this pizza? And I opened up the Grubhub uh, receipt delivery. Like, I still had the tab open. And it said it was delivered 15 minutes earlier. And I go out there, and there's a cold-ass pizza on my doorstep. I was so yeah. bummed. Grubhub did that to me before I, before I moved. So before all of the COVID, I put in the instructions, please call when you arrive because... At my old house in Bethlehem, if I was upstairs in the bedroom, which is where I usually hung out, I couldn't hear anybody knocking on the door. And mine was outside for 35 minutes. Whoa. They put it, they stood it on its side in between my front door and the storm door. What so the it fu- was, so it was standing up <laughs> like this. It had just completely smushed. All just, the cheese slid off, and it was ice fucking cold. It I just was devolved into a, like a, a cold calzone. Yeah, I was so angry. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like one of your bullshit. ex-boyfriends working for Postmates or Grubhub. All right, let's do let's do one more voice, voicemail before we wrap things oh, up. I had a couple snack thing or Postmates oh. things. Oh, we'll go for it. Well. So every Sunday, you know, we've been watching The Last Dance. It's a big thing. We order dinner and always, uh, always get dessert. We've been getting dessert from either Cold Stone Creamery or this ice cream parlor called Afters, which is big in Orange County and Long Beach. And for th- four straight weeks, they'll bring two out of the three Sundays that we order, you know, between me and my brothers. There's three of us. So we order three Sundays. And for the four straight weeks, Postmates has only delivered two of them. It's fucking crazy. And every time my brother will like, because you can you know fill out a complaint or just type in up, up in the app like you forgot an order. So every time he gets like a refund and like Postmates credit. But seriously, it's the last four times like one of us has been missing our ice cream and we have. To, it's like 
It's like ice cream roulette. It's fucking ridiculous. So what you should do is order an extra. So you still get the right amount delivered. And get your credit. But if they deliver four of them, do we just lie? No, then you get four. (laughs) But if they don't deliver four and deliver three, you each get your ice cream and then you can call and complain. Gotcha. Yeah. You're saying it happens all the time. I don't know who you can't call and complain to anyone at Postmates, can you? You're supposed to. Or however you file your complaint with them. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is that we can file a complaint through the app. I, you know, but it will be lying, right? Yeah, it would be. I'm not saying lie. I'm saying. I mean, I'll lie. Fuck it. It's not a bad idea. If every time you order, they forget one. If you order an extra, they'll forget one. You'll still get your three that you want. You'll each get ice cream. (laughs) I know. I hear you. I'm just really banking on them actually, you know. Reading the through fucking, doing the whole thing. I don't know. Like, I think one of these times will actually give us what we paid for. I don't, hoping. I don't know. Uh, and the other thing is, and I thought I mentioned this to you. So if I did, I guess we'll breeze past it. But I got like, I was the beneficiary of a Grubhub fuck up. Um, they, I guess some, one of my neighbors or someone ordered a pizza and wings and like lasagna. And like, I just heard a knock on my door. I didn't order any food. I opened the door and there's like a whole meal sitting there and like no driver. So I don't How know. Long ago I, was that? Did I tell you guys this already? I think you talked no. about that on like a between two flushes, right? Yeah, maybe I did. All right. But that was all that right, pre quarantine. Say it again. Was that pre quarantine? No, oh. I don't remember life pre quarantine, Kevin. It's all quarantine. <laughs> yeah. We're all in purgatory together. <laughs> Well, hey, if they just left it and bounced, what are you supposed to do? Not eat it? Yeah, and, and I called the restaurant. Had you eaten yet? No. Like, it was perfect. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's my dinner, too. Cool. Like, oh, man, I really could go for some lasagna. <laughs> oh, what's that? <gasps> lasagna. Oh, I could really go yeah. for some pussy right about now. Huh? Oh. Like, I am sitting there seriously like, looking at my phone, like, on Yelp. Like, what am I going to order? What am I going to order? And then I get that gift from the gods. And uh, I, I called the, 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 the restaurants like, listen, like, you know, someone's going to be pissed at you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I someone there's a jalapeno pizza and a lasagna and something else missing. And you're going to get a call complaining about that soon. <laughs> what was it? Heads up. And I mean, like once the pizzas dropped off, especially in mid this health pandemic, like, they can't come pick the pizza back up and then, like, go drop. Like, that's mine. I get it. I get the pizza. That's what happened. All right. And they, they acknowledge that? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure that's my only COVID win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's one last voicemail before we go. Yo, yo. This is Denzel from Charlotte, North Carolina. Denzel Washington? What Man. a fucking name, right? Yeah. Uh, everybody knows Duke Boy, the cocksucker's been plugging his nice. Fade the Media podcast a lot, so I thought I'd give it a listen. And I just have one question for you, Jeff. How can you be such a big fucking pussy and have such a hard-ass intro to your 
to your podcast. It, I'd like to know the story behind it. it. Maybe you sampled it off something, but pretty dope. Everybody should at least give the intro a listen and stick around maybe. So, so. Love to hear about that. <laughs> Love the show, guys. Thanks. Bye. Huh. Hmm. Thank you, Denzel. Uh, thanks for listening to both my podcasts. The intro was um, produced by Bando, uh, Puminati Elite member. No shit. We used to play a lot of Fortnite with him, hung out with him at Ellis Mania. He's kind of went off the grid lately. I think I don't think it's anything bad. I think he's just handling some, you know, some life. I've business. seen him on Facebook here and there. He hasn't joined up with Poop Team Six in a very long time. That is true. Yeah, and more concerning, he hasn't chatted in Slack. I don't know why that is. I don't know. I, I know he's still there, so come back, Bando. We miss you. But he does my intro, outro, um, and I appreciate you, Denzel, for listening. Hope you like it. Uh, yeah. Bando. He's the man. Sweet. All right, well, hey, thanks for listening, friends. And if you need more MSPH in your life, you should head over to patreon.com slash madscientistpartyhour. We've got a couple tiers. On the $5 tier, we do an extra minimum 30-minute podcast every week. They usually go up to like 45 minutes or an hour. Um, and if you hit us up, Jeff will invite you suck to... Suck your dick. Oh, he will suck your... He will invite your penis into his mouth. And if you give him his email or give him your email, he will give you an invite to our Slack channel so you can get on the craziness there. And then the $10 tier has all of our individual shows and our videos. There's well over 100 podcasts, hundreds of videos, tons of content there. And once you sign up, you you get access to it access to it all. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. What's up, Jeff? So, I, yeah, I have Snack Attack news. My first Gold Belly package is coming in uh in a week or so and i'm getting uh, it's it's uh from the elegant farmer and it's their world famous brown bag apple pie and uh brown bag strawberry rhubarb apple pie so that'll be the first <laughs> supposed to come in thursday dude it's 80 dollars a month for this fucking for this like uh oh, shit for the this gold belly subscription i'm gonna do it for a few months if it's awesome but yeah, I'm getting two pies that each feed six to eight people. I really wish we could do for eighty dollars shit again. That way, I could g- bring some pie to your place. <laughs> but, Just sitting on yeah. a so mountain of rotten pie. How many gold belly things do you get a month? One. So it was eight. You paid eighty dollars for two pies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some shit, right? Do you fuck I'm the inve- pies? I'm investing here, and I, you know, I'm investing in. That is a poor investment. And I'm in, I'm investing in my own obesity. I fucking <laughs> that is I love definitely pie. what you're investing in because a forty dollar pie. Holy shit, Jeff. I mean, we're gonna listen, here's the thing that you haven't considered that I've already factored in. You know how many more Patreon subscribers we're gonna get soon? We're gonna get a fucking it's gonna justify it, trust me. <laughs> I have a good feeling. Jeff. I have a good feeling. <laughs> Jeff. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jeff. Man, I, I hope those are some good-ass pies. Yeah, we'd have to get like 20 more Patreon subscribers for your share to equal your $80 a month. <laughs> Done. 
Yeah, you know, I hope you eat one slice of the pie and then you just go Jason Biggs on it afterwards on the remaining pie. I could have sex with one of the pies and that could be like a between two flushes. I'm getting, see, I'm, see, that's what I'm saying. It's worth it eating, whatever. whatever. All right. Uh, so you guys saw my snack attack of the strawberry rhubarb pie. Uh, now I'm going to fuck the remaining seven slices. Oh, ah, here, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, uh, $80 is expensive, but you know, we'll do like three months. There's some, there's some cool things that could come and maybe it's worth it. I mean, $80 for two pies is Listen, bad, but talking, each pie feeds six to eight people. So maybe in the next meal that they send, you know, it'll, it'll, Jeff, it'll justify the $80. Jeff, almost every pie in existence that normal, that's normal size is cut into six to eight slices. This isn't a giant pie. No, that's what I'm saying. I know. I understand that, but I'm saying like. The next thing that I order, right? Like maybe I can get like three, like two or three meals out of it. Like I plan on like this being like a meal I eat with my brothers. I do a snack attack. So I don't know. Like I also live in a place where everything is expensive. Yeah, this is expensive. But like if you eat food, like if you have dinner with three people, that's $80. It's, so whatever. It's, it is easy to sit here and talk shit on you spending $80 for two pies. But when you get them, if like they put you in heaven, it's probably worth it. Yeah, and if next month I get like, like, uh, like Philly cheesesteaks from like a sick cheesesteak spot, it reheats and does it everything. It uh, reheats well, or I get like a Chicago deep dish that reheats well. Anything that if they pull something off well and it's eighty dollars, like I can justify that. Like again, I had dinner. The dinner that I ordered last night was $80 like whatever everything's expensive for me it doesn't whatever fuck it and we're gonna get all these fucking patreon subscribers are you a big pie guy jeff am i do i gotta show you my fat rolls or am i a big pie guy fucking stupid question is that i fucking love it my mom's apple pie is honestly one of my favorite things ever and you've heard me be critical of my family's cooking enough to say to understand that i don't Oh yeah, I don't say shit frivolously. Like, Cheech's Christmas goulash took quite. Cheech's Christmas goulash took uh, quite the thrashing. Yeah, that was a zero dicker. <laughs> you know, my mom, my mom's apple pie is n- no fucking joke. Like, do you do that thing so, where you put a slice of cheese on um, on apple pie? Have you ever heard of that? I don't know. Have no. you ever done it before? No, me neither. I only go a la mode, but like, so my uncle um, would host. Uh, host like Thanksgiving dinner, and he was like a five, uh, like a five star chef. Like my uncle, six chef, right? But my mom's apple pie smoked whatever pie he was making. No shit. Like that's how good her shit. Like her shit is legit. Like my mom yeah. dropped off a crumb cake for us yesterday. Oh dang! Speaking of legit, yeah. Speaking of legit, nice dude. Uh, I am going to definitely house some of that either during the Patreon or immediately following, probably immediately following. All right. Because I've got hard-hitting Shuddy's news to oh, damn. I need to focus on. All right. Yeah, we don't need crumb cake weighing you down. All right. Well, uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can check us out. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff Rowe Records. And at MSPH Podcast. You can check that out if you want to see some seductive Shuddy. <laughs> <laughs> and um 
Hey, uh, uh, if you still use iTunes or Apple Music or whatever the fuck it's called now, Apple Podcasts, whatever way, we're eight reviews away from getting 500, and we're, we're trying to race that goal of hitting, hitting 500 reviews. So if you haven't done so, please help us out. Go to iTunes or whatever it's called now on your computer and subscribe and hook us up with a five-star review. Please, really helps us out. Uh, and I, th- I don't know. Shuddy, you got anything? Uh, no. I do not. All right, friends. Thank you for listening. But until next time, <sighs> something. Yo. Oh. Oh, there are levels. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. 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 Meow, 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 meow. Yo. Oh, what up, Shuddy? Not much, man. Trying to pump myself up. I'm a little sleepy today. Hey. Where's Dookie boy? Probably eating Dookie. Thinking up another COVID conspiracy. <laughs> Is that a new Top Gun shirt or have you had that for a while? No, it's a new Top Gun. I've had it about a month, this shirt. Hmm. Correct. I bought it. It was a plain white shirt uh, that I bought at Walmart, and then I tie-dyed it during quarantine. Have you always been able to tie-dye, or did you learn how to do that during quarantine? I learned how to do that on this shirt. I also (laughs) have uh, an an instant lunch ramen shirt that I tie-dyed. Oh, my goodness. So it's kind of like it's kind of like Demolition Man in a way, where we're all kind of like in cryo prison, and some people are choosing to learn new skills with their time, and you've chosen tie dye. Yes, I did this relatively early in the process. I might take up knitting. I'll I'll go the Sylvester Stallone route. Actually, you know what? I think I since you're wearing a Top Gun shirt. Uh. I might have to hunt down a, a True Lies shirt. Well, if they existed. But since that movie is oh. trash. Oh. They Blasphemy. Don't. There's also a Top Gun board game you can buy at Target. But no True Lies. That's it's pure military propaganda. Oh, I see. That's the only reason behind Top Gun's success. I'm looking up True Lies shirts on Amazon right now. Let's see. Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm looking up. Can you hear me? Am I coming in all right? Yes, yep. we can hear you. I am look- I thought I saw something about a Top Gun like event going down in L.A., which doesn't even make sense because I thought all the events were canceled. I'm trying to I'm Googling it now, though. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm tripping. 
I saw something Top Gun related. I was like, Shuddy would be into this. I mean, the new one is coming out. So I is it though? <laughs> yeah, it's coming a lot out with New Mutants. Look at this one. Is that a more acceptable? Oh wow, that's a that was a pretty solid blunt. Thank you, sir. I mean, coming from a non-blunt guy, that it looks like a solid blunt. Fucking shit. All right, yeah, there are no True Lies shirts on Amazon. That's... You need a True, Lie, True Lies poster, movie poster to hang up in your house. I do. The one where uh, Arnold's holding his gun up, looking all handsome and shit. Yeah, let me look it up. Uh, True Lies... Oh, I found a vintage 1994 Arnold Schwarzenegger True Lies movie promo t-shirt from the 90s that's going for 50 bucks. I don't know if you can see it here. On yeah. My Is it backwards? It's pretty no, sweet. No, it shows right. Oh, it's showing me backwards. I see this on Pinterest. Hold on. Yeah. I don't know oh, if you here's can buy a, it though. Jeff, I found a an Armageddon movie shirt. A vintage nineteen ninety eight Armageddon movie two sided promo men's XL shirt. Seventy bucks. I need oh, it. Oh, that's a cool poster. It's like a it, it looks like an old Bond movie. Armageddon's just God, I'm gonna watch that tonight. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> this that that uh this podcast that I somewhat listen to by by a guy I fuck with who a sports dude he does it's called Rewatchables and they do like a deep dive on like an old movie, um and they're doing Armageddon soon and I'm so like I should be invited to that. What if they make fun of it and they just trash it for an hour? Well, they they might make fun of it a lot, you know. I mean, that movie is very polarizing, so gonna, someone needs to be there to defend its honor. But is that going to hurt your butt if you listen to that show and they just rip on it for an hour? Or are you never going to listen again? No, and you're going to know what I'm talking about. I get so dug in to some of my takes that I'm just not going to get off of them. And Armageddon, oh, you don't say, a fucking all time classic is something I will. I will die on that hill for sure. I will for sure die on that hill. I like when Ben Affleck stuffs animal crackers down her pants. <laughs> but I, I, with that being said, I understand that um, most people do not agree with me and do not have it as a classic. Actually, so I've heard I've heard everything at this point, and I don't like I don't ever get mad about it. I mean, I watched it for the first time recently, and I didn't shit on it. It's like corny, but I, I still enjoyed it. Well, my thing is with that podcast, they usually, I mean, I haven't listened to that many of them. I listen, there's been like a hundred of them, but I listen to like the Wolf of Wall Street one, a couple others, but like they're doing ones that they're movies that they enjoy, you would think, right? So they're not usually just going into it like, and they're all like hour and a half podcasts. They're not going to tear down a movie for an hour and a half. I don't know. That's how we roll on the Ella show. 
But that, Do you guys, that what we're doing? I'm, I'm interested because I was I was listening to your your show today and I heard you guys talking. You're doing Ghost Rider, right? Yeah. But how long does that segment usually last? Um, I mean, it's a three hour show. We have two seven and a half minute commercial breaks, so we usually just do a full segment, ripping a movie apart. It used to be like a once a month, once every two month things, but when we started doing the quarantine shows. And we realized everybody's stuck inside and watching more movies. We thought it would be a fun thing to do weekly. You know, everybody's just sitting around watching movies anyways. They might as well watch the movie we're going to tear apart and, you know, get on get in on the laughs with us. Uh, and of course. Yeah, I just didn't know because you have the time for it. I didn't know if you could do 75, 90 minutes of a movie you didn't like. Uh, I mean, it depends. Like the I could see Ellis just being like, no, oh, this movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because he'll we we all myself, Tully, and Jason we all take detailed notes as we're watching it. So we have scene by scene breakdowns. We have something to say about like every tiny little detail. Like these movies get eviscerated. Um, and I, I've seen a very weird thing recently. There's like this weird underground movement declaring the Ghost Rider, Nick Cage movies as cult classics, and they're actually really good. And it's like, wait, what the fuck are you people smoking? They're terrible. Yeah, they're not. I, I, I've, I've never seen anyone. Any of them. Sorry. I remember my I mean, father taking my to. brothers to the theater and he asking me if I wanted to go. And I was like, eh, eh, I'm good. <laughs> I saw both good. of them in the theater. Yeah, they're rough. Yeah, from what I remember. Let's see here. Drinking fucking coffee today. Ugh, I need a beer. I'm drinking coffee too. Got the caveman going. I'm fucking tired today. How about you, Cyburn? Do you want some of this milk? Well, rather have a beer. Uh, what's that from again? Oh, oh, duh, Bill, Billy Madison. Yeah. <laughs> Took me a second. I've been, I've been quoting Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, a lot in just random conversations. My favorite shit, and I've been using it for four years for obvious reasons, is loser denial. Or he's like, yeah, I had a bad case of loser denial myself once until the parking or the lacrosse team stuck a parking cone up my ass. Let's see here. All right. Uh, can you guys hear this? Thick and gamey. Sounds like someone just made it to Mars. They're farting. <laughs> so I'm doing a little double dipping today. I'm doing uh, doing some work here since I can just actually give like 5 or 3% of brain power to my job and still get paid for it. However, just throwing this out, if I come across a sick account with some, some hot chicks, let me throw you guys a TikTok account? Or is that going to throw you guys off um, I don't know how to use TikTok. I'm an old man. Oh, uh, that's right. You can't. Even, you don't have it on your phone, right? No. So that doesn't. Yeah, that does no good. Then. Never mind. Never it used mind. to be whenever, because um, I, 
I beat the guy who got Kevin Kraft on Twitter. Or no, the guy who got Kevin Kraft on Twitter beat me. Uh, I don't think by very much time, which is why I had to go to Kevin Kraft sucks. And then I didn't when I signed up for Instagram, I didn't even know it was a social media service. I thought it was just a photo filter app that you put on your pictures and then post them to Facebook. So I accidentally landed Kevin Kraft on there. But any time a new social media popped up, I was trying to be SEO friendly and snag the Kevin Crafts. And I signed up for so many that ended up going nowhere. I was like, ah, fuck it. And now TikTok is massive, and I don't think I have a thingy on there. Uh, oh, well. Kevin Kraft is probably taken at this point. Are there? Uh, does TikTok verify people? Are you verified on TikTok? It does verify people, but no. No, I'm not verified, no. Do you ever do lip sync dance videos in your living room? <laughs> no. With your dog? No. <laughs> no, here's the thing, and and I told you this before. I know you're, you know, you're not gonna try this anytime soon. But it, it's a cool app. It really is. You could find something you'd like, yeah, if you tried hard enough. I mean, Ellis is all about it. We had Rob Rob Flynn on the frontman from Machine Head, the metal band, and he's into it. Yeah, like, it's kind of. Cool. I know people it are is. into it. It's like just... I follow this guy. I think I said this already. John in the kitchen, and he just comes up with like a new recipe every day. It's fucking sick, dude. I mean, that sounds I mean, good. I don't know. It's I the feel coolest like... way to see hot chicks, like workout tips. Like, just, I don't know. There's creative things going on there. I feel like the same way I feel about that Quibi service. It's just I don't need another thing that's going to make me stare more at my phone. I stare at my phone enough. Well, how much of it? How much of that operation do you know? Like, you know what it is? Well, Not Quibi? that it's just on the phone, right? What, Quibi? Yeah. Is that... I know that it's a new streaming service for scripted and non-scripted series that are formatted to be watched on the phone, and they're all like 10 minutes or less or something like that. Yep, quick bites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just not, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be something, I doubt it, but I'm just not interested in just like... It's struggling. It's not Yeah, the well. 10 or 15 minute like vertical phone shows. Yeah. And it's it's weird that I'm okay with like staring at my TV more than I am staring at my phone. They're just different sized screens. But like I don't know. There's there's still stuff on Netflix I want to watch. There's still movies I want to watch. Uh, I don't I don't need adding another app to my phone to stare at that more. I guess if I was a Reno nine one one fan, I'd probably be pumped on it because I know they made That's new episodes. That's the only one that has me interested. Is Reno nine one one. You don't want to watch Chrissy Teigen be a judge? I don't want to fucking see her do anything. I find her annoying. Yeah, uh, she's her all like very attractive. Plastic, right? Very she's, plastic. Like she's all she's all like cosmetic surgery. Her face? Like I like everything. I mean, I know she's got fake boobs, but yeah, her face like yeah, like she's getting She's getting regular maintenance done. And like, yeah, like you like the end product is, you know, she is pretty. Like I'm not I'm not talking I'm not gonna talk out of my ass, but I don't know. She gets too much there's too much conversation about Chrissy Teigen with such little production at her end. I don't pay too much attention to it because I know that I, I lack the skills to execute it. 
and the tools, but she posts she posts a lot of recipes and shit. I see. Sometimes she posts some snacky stuff that looks like it would be up your alley. Wait, who's this? Chrissy Teigen. Uh, all right, I'll give her another chance. There's one thing about her that always sticks in my head for some reason. She said in an interview or on Twitter or some shit that she wanted to stop doing doggy style because she never realized that when John Legend was railing her from behind, he could look down and see her butthole. And then she got all self-conscious about her butthole. Uh, the worries of I'm the rich. self-conscious about my butthole. Why, is your butthole a nightmare? No, nah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like most guys' buttholes aren't, like, there's no way it could be pretty, so. <laughs> well, I, I guess it could be, and that's, that might even be scarier, honestly. <laughs> yeah, every man's butthole should look like the Sarlacc pit from Star Wars. Shuddy, can the other people in your house hear us talking about buttholes, or is that going to your headphones? No, it's going to my headphones. And are you trying to give me and Jeff a boner with your Lionel Richie pose? Continue. I forgot. I did it again. <laughs> I even told Sharon about it the last time. Hello. Is it did me that picture ever go up for? on Instagram or wherever you were posting it? Well, it's up on Patreon because it came up on a Patreon episode. So, yeah, that's up there. Well, would you like to do another one since it's now come up on the Easter oh, egg? Jesus Christ. Every... We got to give people something to fap to, right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're gross. I'm comfy. Let's see if that worked. Oh my god. Yep, that is a nightmare. <laughs> oh man. Jesus Christ, Shuddy. You're a fucking father. Multiple time father. Yep. <laughs> You're a provider for many heartbeats. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. All right. Are we sufficiently fluffed? Are we warmed up? Are we ready to go? Sure. Yeah. I'm chubbed up. Let's do it. Boy, Los Angeles, California. We are the Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs> 